Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, my dear friends. How wonderful that we can dive into the Word of God this day. And I believe that is the secret, what keeps us standing. It is the Word of God that is ever so true and ever so powerful. And especially in this wonderful season, yes, in one way, We are in the midst of a worldwide crisis, and maybe you are listening to it right now while we are in this coronavirus, this COVID-19 crisis, or maybe you are listening to this message many years later, or maybe you have read in the history books about this pandemic that has been here for months now and that has gone over this world with so many casualties and death and 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 crisis in so many levels of society. Uh, just think of the economy and all the other things that were affected because of this uh, pandemic. So uh, let us believe today in this day, this word that is going out, whatever time, whatever season it might be, that it will be powerful in your life. It is such a wonderful blessing to read this scripture out of Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4. And it says, for by these he has bestowed on us his precious and magnificent promises of inexpressible value, so that by them you may escape from the immoral freedom that is in the world because of disreputable desire and become sharers of the divine nature. It is a wonderful scripture here that maybe you have to read a few times to really fully understand. And of course, it's not only reading it several times, it is reading it in prayer and believing that the Holy Spirit, and not just believing, but receiving the Holy Spirit to enlighten this verse to you. I believe it is so necessary to read the Bible in prayer and not just read it with your mind, although It is good to study it with your mind, but don't believe that the revelation will come through your mind. Believe it will come through the Holy Spirit that will enlighten your mind. He will open your mind. He will open the scriptures so that we may see the hidden things that are there that are so important for us. And here we read that God has given us, he has bestowed upon us precious and magnificent promises of inexpressible value. Oh, I like that sentence. I tell you, the Holy Spirit knew how to write it down to us. It is so full, so luscious, so precious to us that he says he has given us these promises that by them we may escape from the immoral freedom that is in the world. In other words, that we don't have to live According to the desires of our flesh, we don't have to be people that just walk in the flesh, but we are partakers of the divine nature of Christ. We have been renewed. We have a renewed heart, renewed desires. Our desire now in the renewed heart that has been born again through the blood of Jesus that was shed for us on Calvary's cross We have been renewed, and now we live in this new nature, and we live according to his nature, which is that we want to obey God. We want to please God. We want to live according to the characteristics of his nature, which is love and goodness and faithfulness and truth. It is so wonderful that we may know that it is not by our own strength 
or discipline or power that we must live according to the new nature, but we have a new nature. We have been crucified with Christ. We have been resurrected with Christ. We have a renewed heart, and he has written on our heart his commandments. We have a new spirit inside of us, and this spirit of God that is in us, because the Bible says, don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit who dwells within you, who habitates within you? He doesn't just come and visit and leaves again. He habitates. He lives within us. And by the indwelling of the Spirit of God, by this new heart that has been renewed, that has been made pure and holy and acceptable to the Lord through the cleansing of the blood of Jesus and the resurrection of our spirit man through the power that has also resurrected Christ out of the grave. Now we live according to this new nature, according to this new heart. And we are sharers, it says, or in another translation, we are partakers of his divine nature. This is especially so wonderful in this season of Christmas, although this message is true all year round. So even if you're listening to it and it's not Christmas right now, don't be worried. Don't turn off this station or this broadcast because this is the message for you today. But especially if you think of the Christmas season, how Jesus came down and became flesh. He became a partaker of our nature in this sense that he became flesh and he went through all the temptations although without sinning, because he was the only one who never sinned, and even his blood. Our blood is already contaminated from one to another. And you know, as Gabriel, that mighty angel, the messenger of God, was sent to that young lady, Mary, and he said, I have wonderful news for you. You have been highly favored by the Lord. You have been chosen to give birth to the Messiah, to the Savior of the world. And she said, but how will this be? What must I do? And he said, you don't have to do anything. Just open your heart. Just open your life and surrender yourself to the Lord. And the Holy Spirit will come over you. And he will deposit in your womb that holy child. It will not be conceived or brought forth in a natural way as all other human beings And therefore, all other human beings are born in sin already, but he will be born out of the virgin, which already was prophesied through the great prophet Isaiah. And now that time had come, hallelujah, that the Holy Spirit came over Mary. And so Jesus was deposited in her womb, and he was born in that stable so many years ago, but he was pure and holy, but he became flesh, and he walked among us, and he was tempted Without sinning, he was tempted and he went through all the difficulties and through all the problems like we go through all the difficulties and like we go through all the problems, but he did not sin. And he came that we would become partakers of his divine nature. That was his task. That was his goal. That was his purpose to redeem us from sin, that we might be resurrected by the power of God and be made holy and acceptable to him. And so now we are partakers of his nature. Oh, he became poor that we might be rich. He died that we might live. We live in him now. Our life is hidden within Christ or with Christ, hidden within the Father. Oh, these things are so wonderful. If the Holy Spirit starts to reveal these things to us and we start to see how deep that goes, 
This goes so very deep. Oh, my dear listener, we are connected to Jesus like the vine and the branches. Oh, it's so wonderful. We cannot live without him. His life is flowing through us. It didn't just flow through us once that we became saved, but it flows through us daily, continually. The the presence of God, the power of God, the healing of God, the deliverance of God. We are living in this new life, in this new nature. And so what are some of the characteristics of this new nature, this divine nature that we are partakers of? Well, number one, since God is love, we also have become love, as it says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. And it says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, everyone who loves has been born of God. Well, many people love in the world, but there is a difference between the love of the world and people in the world. Oh, they can love and they can, they can do wonderful things out of that love that is in them. But there is a difference with the love of God that is so pure. It is holy. It is so wonderful. And now we must also live in this love or through this love. And this love must live through us because God is love, the Bible says. It doesn't say God has love. God is love. It is part of his nature, his divine nature. And now that we are partakers of that divine nature, love should also be a part of our nature. And this is seen how we respond to things in this world, how we respond to this crisis, how we respond to our neighbors, our friends, our family, and of course, especially how we respond when things go wrong or when things go against us or when people do awful things to us. How do we respond? Or we look to the divine nature of Christ, how he responded in his crisis when they took him as a prisoner and when they stripped off his clothes and when they whipped him and beat him and mocked him, when they took him to the cross and nailed him there on that cursed wood. Oh, we see how love responded. Oh, I love that statement that he spread out his arms and he died for us. He says, nobody takes my life, but I give it as a ransom for many. He gave his life. Don't believe that Jesus, because of those guards, was powerless. He could have called to the Father, and the Father would have sent angels to save him. But he gave his life, and so he kept silent. He gave his life. He gave everything, and he poured himself out on the cross of Calvary for us And so we that are partakers of his divine nature, we must love and pour ourselves out in this world today. We must stretch out with love to our neighbors, our friends, our family members, oh, our fellow students, teachers, etc., etc. We need to stretch out with the love of the Father. And even if they hurt us, even if they mock us, even if they come against us and treat us unfairly, let us show the love that is in us. And not just because we must, you know, it is because of a discipline. It is because of a law. No, it must flow out naturally because it now is a part of our nature, of our spirit, of our heart. Oh, in the old life, according to the flesh, we would maybe say a curse 
or maybe we would do other things because that was the natural outflowing of the flesh. But now we love instead of cursing, we forgive because it is a natural outflowing of that love of Christ that has been deposited in our heart, or I should say not just deposited, but because our heart has been totally renewed, and now it also has love as its substance. Well, not just love, but also there must be truth there. Truth is a part of the divine nature of Christ. God cannot lie. He speaks the truth, and Christ, being fully God, also can never lie. He speaks the truth, and he said he will give us the truth, and the truth will set us free. Oh, these days we hear so much about fake news, and don't think that fake news is something new, because it was already there in the Garden of Eden when the devil came in. Fake news came into the Garden of Eden. When he started to speak to Eve, he started spilling out this fake news and putting into doubt the Word of God. And these days, every truth has been put into doubt by this fake news, which maybe has some truth in it, but it is twisted and turned, and we don't know what to believe anymore. But the Bible is the truth. It is the Word of God, and God always speaks the truth. If you want to know what the truth is, then I tell you, my dear friend, start reading your Bible and pray that the Holy Spirit will open your mind, your eyes, of course, your mind, your heart to receive this truth, the real truth, and nothing but the truth, because the truth will set you free. But if that is who God is, and we now are partakers of his nature, we also must speak the truth. Maybe we had some what we call white lies. Yes, we call it white lies, and we think it's for the greater good, it's for the good of someone Well, I'm not saying you must always say, you know, if you don't like somebody's nose, then immediately say, well, you have an ugly nose because that is the truth. I don't know if that's the truth. Maybe that's your opinion, but we must stand for the truth. And so don't be someone who starts with these white lies. And before you know it, you're just someone who lies continuously. Stand for the truth. That is part of that new nature. That is part of Christ who is alive in you. He cannot lie. He does not want to lie. We have the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, and he doesn't want to be a partaker of your lies. And when you are his temple and you're starting to speak lies, then he is a partaker of that. He doesn't want to be, and he can't be a partaker of your lie, but but you're forcing him in a way to be part of something that he doesn't want to be part of, or he's present during something he doesn't want to be present of lies. So let us speak the truth. Let us speak the truth. Well, it is his love. It is his truth. But also God is good. And so let us also be good in the way that we act, react, we walk, and we talk. And this goodness has to do with the pure of heart. It says in Matthew 5 verse 8, the pure of heart will see God. We need to be pure of heart so that what we think, the thoughts we dwell upon, what we speak, uh, how we speak about other people or about things or situations, that it will be good and pleasing unto God. And this has all to do with being pure of heart, not out of your own purity, but because you have been made pure by the precious blood of Jesus. 
You have been sanctified. You have been made holy. Holy is pure. Holy is separated, separated from everything that is dirt, everything that is awful, everything that is unclean. And we have been made holy. The Bible says God is holy, and so therefore we must be holy. But we cannot be holy out of our own works, out of our own doing, or out of our own goodness. We are made pure of heart because that river of God, the river of the blood of Jesus, the river of his presence, of his holiness, of his love, of his goodness has cleansed us and made us pure. And now we act according to that pure heart, that things good. Also just read that chapter, that 13th chapter of Corinthians, all about love. And then we read what is pure, what is holy, what is good. And that's part of our nature now. Well, there's another thing that is so precious when you think of this wonderful topic today. We are partakers of his divine nature. We are not just partakers of his divine nature, but we have been made one with him, one with him. It's so wonderful if you start to read in the Bible these different pictures that the Bible gives us about how we are one with him now. It says we are members of of his body, and Christ is our head. Oh, the same blood that flows through the head flows through the body. That same blood, that same life that is in the head is in the body right now. And so we live in his life. We live in his glory. We live in his strength. We live in his honor. We live in Christ. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus came to this world that we would be members of his body and that he could be our head. And not just this picture of the body, but we are also one with him because we are married to Christ. The Bible gives this wonderful picture of us being married. We are the bride of Christ and Christ is our groom. If you start to think of this, this means we are joined to the Lord. We are one with him in spirit, in mind, in body. We are one with him. And this is how the Bible tries to express to us. I I say try. It's not because the Bible is not doing a good job, but it's so difficult for us to understand the fullness of his glory, the fullness of his goodness, of his love, that we are now one with him, one with Christ. What a miraculous mystery this is. But through the Holy Spirit, we start to understand more and more and more what it means that we are partakers of his glorious divine nature. Oh, he will reveal it to us through the Holy Spirit. But It is also something that progresses. So don't be happy or content where you are. I mean, in one way, be thankful where you are and enjoy where you are in Christ. But on the other hand, have a longing to grow deeper into Christ, to become fuller of Christ, fuller and to express his nature even more. Because this is the great thing that God, through his church, through you and me, will express his glory, his love, his goodness to this world that is dying in need, to this world that is in a cloud of darkness. 
We are like bright shining stars in this darkness and we are expressing the nature and the character of Christ. Oh, how wonderful if we take this serious. How wonderful if we are conscious of this. How wonderful if we are really expressions of his glory and light and life. Yes, oh, it says in the Bible, Jesus is the light of the world. And then it says that Jesus said, and now you are the light of the world. And it's not that we are the light by ourselves. We are not God, even though we are partakers of God's nature. No, we are not God by ourselves, but his light in us illuminates the whole room where we are. And so as we are partakers of Christ in his nature, his divine nature, let us also give expression to this nature. Let it also flow outwardly. Let it be visible. Let it be seen by this dying world that Christ is alive. He is alive in us. He is alive in this world today, and he wants to be alive in our friends, our family, our neighbors, and all who are surrounding us. Oh, let us pray right now. Father, I thank you for the wonderful word that you have given today. As we also read in Psalms number eight, when I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds and the beasts of the field, the birds in the air and the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. I thank you, Lord, for today. I thank you for this season. I thank you that you are with us. I thank you, Lord, that you express yourself through us. And as a light, you shine to those that are still lost. You shine to those that are in need. You shine to those that are desperate and that are in need of a Savior. And through us, they may see that you truly love them, that the truth will set you free, that the truth will set them free, Lord. And that, Lord, we have words of life. We have words of your love to share with them that Jesus came and that everyone can make all things in order with the Heavenly Father, with our Creator, through Christ and his sacrifice. Thank you, Lord, that you fill us more and more with your love and with your goodness. And Lord, that we may enjoy it ourselves, but also that it will be a blessing to others. Bless my listeners today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 